Uh, all right, we'll get to the Word of God. This is going to be short. This is a, uh, a um, outline I give every year. I've done this for about 10 years. It helps people to understand uh, the blessing of Faith Promise Missions Giving. Uh, Sean, if you can, you can, you can put the numbers back up there. That's wonderful. I think we can all rejoice in what we see uh, back there. We're praying for 70 uh, commitments this year and $350,000. That would be our most, that amount. Not the cards. I mean, that was a year we had 127 cards come in. And uh, when we started, our church was you know, so much larger uh, back in the old days, we had a 22-year season where our church averaged between two and 300 people every single Sunday morning. And then uh, we, we, a lot of those we weren't able to keep because of the bus ministry. We weren't able to keep that going. And then about 50 of our dear people have gone off to help with these different church plants. So we don't have the, the numbers we have, but this has been a good year. And uh, we've seen some growth in numbers and attendance and wonderful things happening here at Faith Bible, as well as in the other the church plants, too. So it's just, uh, it's been a good year. And, uh, but the amount is uh, uh, close to our best ever. And I got a feeling we'll surpass this as we go to the end of October. And so perhaps tonight, uh, if you'd... Uh, God would move on your heart regarding amount that you'd want to share. You can always fill this out and just lay it right here on the pulpit, lay it back on the usher stand, give it to an usher, or drop it in one of the offering baskets or something. There's no place for your name anyway. It's just between you and the Lord. But I bring this uh, little Bible study every year. It's called the Fourfold Blessing of Missions Giving. The Fourfold Blessing of Missions Giving. Many of you know this outline. And I knew that I wouldn't have much time tonight, and I told Brother O'Mara this morning, take your time, and uh, we want to see what God is doing uh, in and through Justin and Kaylee, their family, and the Wells, and all those working together, amen, working together uh, over there in, in uh, Kumiani and uh, other places, so praise the Lord. Um, it is a blessing to the missionary, number one. It is a blessing to the missionary. I'm talking tonight on the subject of the fourfold blessing of missions giving. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to look at verses 10 through 20 here, and, and, and I promise you this won't take long. Number one, it is a blessing to the missionary. Now we're going to see this has to do with missions giving. You don't see that right away in verse 10, but in verse 10, the missionary is speaking. His name is the Apostle Paul. The word apostle means one cent. One cent. That's the Bible word for what we call missionaries uh, today. Remember, Jesus had a whole bunch of disciples. He had over 80 men. But out of those, he chose 12 that they should be with him and ordained them that they would be called apostles. Uh, so not everybody is a missionary, but everybody should be a disciple. And then from the Lord's disciples, he should call some to be apostles, that is, those that are sent. And Paul, of course, was sent by the church at Antioch in Acts chapter number 13. And he was doing missions work, and one day he had a, a dream, and uh, there appeared to him a man in Macedonia who said, come over and help us. And uh, so for the first time ever, 
missionaries headed for Europe. And I'm sure many of us tonight praise the Lord uh, for that, because we probably have our roots in Europe, many of us that are here this evening. And uh, so they get to Philippi, Philippi in Europe, and they have their first meeting ever. And there's a bunch of women on the Sabbath day, a bunch of religious women, praying women, but unsaved. And they're all praying, and Paul comes along, and Silas, and Timothy, and they start talking to the ladies. And it says, as Lydia attended unto the things Paul said, the Lord opened her heart. Isn't that a wonderful miracle that God has done millions and millions and millions of times? That when you and I pay attention to the ministry of the word of God, the Lord will open our hearts and our understanding. And Lydia becomes the first convert in Europe. And then her whole household gets saved. Then the next thing you know, they run into a demon-possessed girl. And she becomes the second convert in Europe. And then they get thrown into jail. And then the jailer becomes uh, one of the first converts in Europe. And that forms the core of a church in Philippi. And about 13, 14 years later, the Apostle Paul writes back to them this letter. This letter called Philippians. It's about 10, 13 years. And they must have had tremendous, tremendous uh, growth in those 14, 13 years or whatever it was. Because in chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. You see, missions works. And they go there, and at first all they have is a few converts. And then the next thing you know, it's described as all the saints in Philippi with the bishops, plural, and deacons, plural. Uh, So missions works. Uh, Anywhere God finds somebody to work it. And so he writes this deeply beautiful spiritual book on on Philippians. It's so wonderful. I know some of you have literally tried to memorize it. It's a tremendous, tremendous spiritual book. And it ends with this, this, this complimentary passage on their giving to missions. And this has been a model for the church for thousands of years and a model for the church here in Eden. Uh, to help missionaries by our giving. And so I want you to notice that as they gave, number one, their missions giving was a blessing to the missionary. Look at that verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Sounds like it was a blessing to him, wasn't it? That now at the last your care of me hath flourished again. Wasn't their first time, was it? Wherein you are careful, that word, that word careful there means to be wise in heart, though you lacked, but, but you lacked opportunity. Now, we never have to say, but you lacked opportunity, because nowadays our opportunities are so immense and so easy. It is so easy for us to transfer money to somebody, and, and there's no lack of opportunities. We had a missionary here this morning, and an evangelist, and... and uh, um, they come through here all the time. There's no lack of opportunities to help them. But I want you to notice the effect it had on the missionary. His name was Paul. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now your care 
of me hath flourished again. As they cared for him, uh, he ended up rejoicing greatly. And you know, no matter what you do in life, it's a lot easier to do it when you have joy. Uh, you can be a father. A father can have joy from his children or be, have grief from his children. But I'll tell you, this father's having an easier time. A mother can have joy or grief, but this mother's having an easier time. A pastor can have joy being a pastor of a church or have grief, but this pastor's having an easier time. Uh, The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we give to the missionaries, it causes them to rejoice in the Lord greatly. And that's one of the fourfold blessings of missions giving. It is a blessing to the missionary. Number two, it is a blessing to the giver in the next life. It is a blessing to the giver in the next life. In verse 15, it says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, and they were the first ones in Europe to get it, When I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent, notice this here, once and again unto my necessity. Do you see the pattern there? The pattern was basically this. The Philippians must have come to a mindset where they said, hey, listen, if it hadn't been for that missionary, we'd all be on our way to hell right now. But he came all the way to Macedonia and to our city, Philippi, which is in Macedonia, and he shared the gospel with us, and he got beaten to a pulp in the jail, uh, but, but he didn't care. He sang praises at midnight with Silas, and he didn't care what the cost was. He got the gospel to us, and we got saved from our sins and from going to hell forever. We are obligated to help that man. We should not let the gospel stop with us, but we should help those that are trying to reach others, and that's, that's what, what it's about. It's about you and I being involved in a program we're, we're, we're not letting the gospel stop with us. We're not going to do that. Somebody got to us with the gospel. Uh, somebody paid a price. Somebody got laughed at. Somebody was mocked to scorn for a while. And, and, uh, but finally what they said to us started to sink into our hearts. We believed on the Lord and we're saved. Everybody thought my cousin, my dad's cousin Gary went nuts in Vietnam or something because he started sending everybody tracks. Started telling everybody about Christ. You know, he's still pastoring down in Maryland. He got, so he got the whole thing. And he started influencing my dad. See, and, and he was one of several men that planted the seed in my dad's heart. And then my dad got saved. And then my dad got me and my two brothers to a church where we could hear the gospel and we got saved. You see, and dad and George and Dave and myself, we have never let the gospel stop with us. We've always tried to do what we could to keep it going. As pastor preached so well this morning, keep that flowing. Keep that thing flowing. And, um, but Paul says this about them. 
you gave once and again unto my necessity. Now, notice the heart of the missionary, verse 17, not because I desire a gift. I, I can't think of a missionary I've ever met who said, I am in this for the money. I think I'm going to get loaded doing this. I've said this before. Justin Dye, with his zeal, his knowledge, he's got a sharp mind. He could have made a lot of money back here in America doing anything. And his wife could have lived a lot nicer in his kids. But they don't care about that. And they have the joy of the Lord, which can't be purchased with money. Not because I desire a gift. But notice this, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. I have fruit that may abound. That's number two. It is a blessing to you in the next life. God is keeping an account. God is an accountant he's many things but he's an accountant the old spiritual songs used to say my lords are writing all the time and according to Romans 4 verse 8 and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 he never writes one of our sins down again regarding our sins when you and I are saved he puts his pen down never writes again on our account but he does pick up his pen as soon as we're saved and he starts writing down our works And he starts writing down our giving. And he says, you know, you all sent once and again to my necessity. You you, you sent money to me and everything, not because I want a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. If you will get involved in missions giving, number two, it is a blessing to you in the next life. And I I have no idea what that's going to be like. I got no idea what what heaven's going to be like in some of these things. We just got to believe by faith, by faith. And uh, one time Paul talked to uh, those in, in, in Rome, and I, I forgot where they were sending a, a gift once, but he said to them, when therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. And so the, uh, the Gentiles had collected <coughs> uh, money for the poor saints in Jerusalem. And he said, those poor saints in Jerusalem sent out of their church missionaries and got all the way here to Rome and we got saved and it's our duty to help them. And he says, as soon as I get this money to you, I have sealed to you this fruit. God's an accountant. God's an accountant. And this is a way to get in on an investment that will last forever and forever is a long, long time. But this life's a short one. Forever is a long, long time. And then number three, it is a blessing to the Lord himself. It is a blessing to the Lord himself. Notice in chapter 18 and uh, the second half of the verse. Uh, Paul goes on, by the way, this fits in with number one tonight. But I have all and abound. I am full. Having received the Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you. That goes along with number one. It is a blessing to the missionary. He said, man, I'm full. I am full. Uh, I have all, I abound. I mean, this was a good season for Paul. It wasn't always that way. He said in verse number uh, uh, 12, (coughs) I know both how to be a base and how to abound Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, how to abound and to suffer need. So there was, there was different times. 
Sometimes the cement mixer's broke. Other times it's, it's working. Uh, sometimes you got a roof. Sometimes they don't. They need a roof. And, um, but uh, Paul said it was a blessing to the missionary, our, our missions giving. It was a blessing to them in the next life. And then it's a blessing to the Lord himself. Look at verse 18, the middle of it. An odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Doesn't say pleasing to God, it says well-pleasing to God. I mean, when people sacrifice for the sake of others, when they sacrifice to help others get saved, that is like a sweet odor, a sweet odor. And your nose uh, can smell uh, over 4,000 different odors, fragrances, scents. Some of them are pretty foul. Some are pretty nasty. Some people just need a shower, you know what I mean? I mean, there's some nasty, foul scents, but this is a sweet-smelling savor to God. This one's a sweet-smelling savor to God. A sacrifice acceptable. You want to do something acceptable to God? Something that he's well pleased with? It's right there. It's right there. Giving and sending once and again unto the necessity of missionaries who are taking the gospel to different towns, getting people saved, planting churches, discipling people, and going on to the next town and the next town. That's well pleasing to God. That investment. And then finally tonight, it is a blessing to you in this life. Not only the next life, but notice the promise in this life in the conclusion of verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's kind of like he ends up by saying, but don't worry about it. My God's going to supply all your need. Now, as we always observe, it doesn't say greed. It says all your need. My God's going to supply all your need, you see. So, so sometimes people are fearful about getting involved in something like this. They really are. They're fearful about giving tithes, fearful about offerings. Maybe some of you are, and I understand it. I had the same fears myself at first. I thought it was some kind of a scheme to weasel me out of my money or something. You know, that's, I, I, just, I just thought wrong. But then you start thinking right. That's called repentance when you start thinking right. You say, no, 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 wait a minute. This, is, this, this makes sense. The gospel got to me. The gospel got to me. I mean, in my case, somebody had to keep a church open for 125 years before I walked in. And I think this year, next year, is the 175th anniversary of that church. Still open. And, uh, I mean, that's, somebody had to do quite a bit of investment to keep that open for me. And uh, some preacher had to go to Bible college and learn how to communicate and preach the word. So when I walked in that day, he, he made sense. He made the gospel clear so I could understand and believe. And, and I could go on and on and on and on about how many people were involved in my salvation. In my salvation. And now I can be involved in the salvation of others. And so can you. And with it, God says this. He says, listen, I'll make an account of your giving in heaven. And I'll bless you for that forever. But don't forget about your temporary life. My God shall supply all your need. When you get involved in his work, 
he'll get involved in you. And it'll almost be hilarious, the competition you and God have every year to see who can give the most. And he always wins. Uh, he's like the Patriots. They always beat us. And, um, it, it's, and God's like that every year. Every year we've been involved in this, my wife and I. Uh, faith promise, we just, we just end up the year with more than ever and increase. And as it says in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, be forward a year ago. And that's a, that's a great text. So I just want you to think about those, those things there. A fourfold promise to those uh, who give to missions giving. Number one, it's a blessing to the missionary. It says he rejoiced greatly. It's a blessing. It's a blessing that those in Papua New Guinea know that we got their back. You call and as you call us, give us a phone call. If you need something, we're going to do what we can to help you. It, it, it's, a, it's a joy. It helps them in a very difficult life, I think, to do it with joy than if they did it with grief. Number two, it's a blessing to you in the next life. And I don't know what that means. I wish I could describe for you exactly what that means. Well, here's what God's going to give you for giving. But I don't know because his, you know, I don't think our eyes have imagined or our ears have heard and it's never entered into our hearts the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But like the one song says, I think we're going to say when we get there, I wish I had given him more. I wish I had given him more. Not just money, money, but our lives, our times. Number three, it's a blessing to the Lord himself. It's a sweet odor, a sacrifice, well-pleasing. Do you ever displease the Lord? Yeah. Do you ever feel, man, I have. I said, man, I'm so sick of myself sometimes and thinking, boy, God can't be happy with what I just saw or what I just heard or what I just said or what I just did, and I'm just sometimes disgusted with myself. Do you ever want to do something well-pleasing to the Lord? Give to help those that are spreading the story, the greatest love story ever, the story of his son, Jesus Christ, to all the world. And last of all, it's a blessing to you in this life. God will supply all of your needs. So maybe on the way out, you know, you might want to take a, a, a bunch of these cards with you, one for everyone in your family, all the kids. Get the kids involved. And just say, hey, kids, what, what do you think you can trust God for by faith on a weekly basis to give to missions? And you know something? If, if the kids write down five cents, 25 cents, who cares? Uh, and then, then keep an eye on them and, and make this a family project. And those kids will grow up. You know, there, there's something, you know, I, I just, I think this would be good advice, but give your kids some money. Every time the offering basket comes by. And, and make them just realize that's part of life. I'm going to put something in the offering. I'm giving this to God. And, and maybe do that. And just say, here, this is for the offering. And uh, this is for your allowance or whatever, however you do that. Uh, but uh, maybe take these home and say, kids, let, let's discuss this. What do you think? And then just as a family project this year, all of you. Just pray and see how God provides for that. And that's going to help the faith of your little boys and girls. As I've said, pastor started out giving five cents a week. Our pastor, when he was a boy, 
Started giving out to God five cents a week. But that made him at least once a week think about missions. At least once a week he thought, oh yeah, I got to get ready for my missions offering tomorrow at the Lord's house. And boy, that's something you want to get into the hearts of your kids as early as you can in life. So there's a bunch on the back. Go ahead and and, uh, take them. Get involved. Ask the Lord what he'd have you to do. Thank you for those already 54 cards. We're praying for 70, fasting. And maybe we'll go beyond that. That'd be, that'd be wonderful. Some of you have never done this before. And, and I, I'm just telling you, I, I've heard stories, so many stories. I've heard people say, boy, I, I signed up to give for one year, commitment to faith, promise, missions, pastor. Two weeks later, my boss gave me a raise. I've heard so many stories like that, just totally unexpected things. God provides us for miracles. He opens the windows of, house, of heaven. Uh, so that you'll not be able to receive it, and by men. You say, how is it going to happen? Probably by miracles or by men. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. He may open the windows of heaven, miracles. He may use men. But some, some way he's going to channel that as pastor preached so well today. Let us pray. Father, we just ask now that that many would make decisions yet in this last week. Lord, you know how it is around here. After October, we hardly ever even mention money. We go on to Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all kinds of things. And, and uh, uh, Lord, we hardly ever mention money except for October. Every year it's always the same about the stewardship of our time, our talents, our temple, our treasures. And tonight, Lord, what blessings you have laid out, not just for us, but for you, to think that we as human beings can do something that's well-pleasing to the Lord, a sweet smell, and offer acceptable sacrifice. Thank you for the opportunity to be in a church that promotes Philippians chapter 4. And so bless each decision now, we pray, and bless us as we go home uh, here in just a few moments. Give us grace to be good testimonies this week, wherever we work, at school, in the neighborhood, uh, in our own family. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn to page 608, 608. I love this little chorus. It's kind of a chorus. It's a happy chorus. It's uh, just... uh, but, but listen to the words while we sing 608, and it'll bless your heart. Can you imagine God saying, prove me? But that's what he said. <laughs>